This is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Great Scott! I got a bad feeling about this. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Han Solo. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Can't wait. Let's get this is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, come in. It is Bart and Han. Anita Marks in for Alan Han all week this week. Pretty stoked about it. Bart, how you doing, man? Kudo Matados. First, we had Lynn Sanity, and it was crazy. The Tommy Cutlets run was shorter than Young MC's rap career. Just bust a move. Just bust so a move. If, so if, you, if, if you're not aware, uh, the Giants are going to start Tyrod Taylor at quarterback Sunday against the Rams. Uh, this is Brian Dable's announcement on Wednesday. Um, of course, that's today. Uh, replacing Tommy DeVito. As in the second half last week, of course, that we saw. So uh, DeVito, an undrafted rookie um, who uh, took really uh, New York and New Jersey by storm for quite a few weeks. Um, <laughs> you, quite a few weeks. You make it sound like it was a year. Quite a few weeks. Two. Well, I mean, he. I mean, he. <laughs> no, I he you. did. I, I mean, it was Listen, like the, the kid Barty was insane. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He would make an appearance. More people would come out to see him in his appearance than they would Saquon Barkley. It was insane. Yeah. Come on. The story was crazy. Most popular person in all of football is yeah. usually the backup quarterback, but the backup to the backup, oh, that's crazy. Um, but, I, but I tell you what, listen, the kid had costed himself very good. I mean, listen, he did nothing wrong. He did the best that he could do. Um, unfortunately, he just got exposed a little bit. And, listen, you can look at this one or two ways, and I guess that's kind of how, you know, what I want to put out there to the audience and those listening as they settle in. Um mm-hmm to their seats or in turning the radio up and kind of getting the gist of what we were talking about. You know, is this more about the Rams are one of the hottest teams in all of football, uh, winners of their last five out of six, uh, Puka Nakua, Aaron Donald, um, knowing that you're going to have to make sure that you don't turn the ball over because if you get behind this offense, you know, it's going to be tough sledding going forward. So is is um, Dayball protecting him from maybe a tough – week or a tough game or is he kind of seen enough and kind of know what he was and maybe he believes that hey we blew the Tommy DeVito um, hype you know out out of proportion and he always was going to go back to Tyrod Taylor because when he said that he was going you know making Tyrod Taylor a healthy scratch and going with Tommy DeVito we all believe that oh man maybe this you know signals the end for Tyrod Taylor as far as being that backup, being that he's making $6 million. You know what I mean? That's, you know, you can get a good safety or a good, you know, linebacker. Or you can get a good player for $6 million. Hell, McCole Harmon, if he would have been the truth, was brought in for $6 million. So you ask yourself, what does this mean? You're trying to read in between the lines. And maybe just maybe one of the lines that we're missing is the fact that maybe he understands what um, Tommy has coming towards him. Not that, you know, the Rams have any brand names outside of Aaron Donald. I'm hard-pressed to find any name recognition on that defense. There's a bunch of no-name guys who are just playing really hard and scrappy. Raheem Morris has them playing at a high level and and figuring things out. Is it more about Matthew Stafford and his ability to put points on the board and, you know, all the things that he's able to do? Or is this about, you know, he understands that Tommy has limitations and Tyrod's still his guy. So I I ask the the, the listeners, you know, tell me what you think. is it more about Tyrod Taylor or is it more about Tommy not being able to handle and play with the big boys? Well, a few things. Um, and, and, and let's peel this back, right? Like, look at the games that Tommy DeVito did win for the Giants. The Commanders, the Patriots, and, and, and the Packers, which, you know, the Packers are still in the playoff hunt. Um, granted, that game 24-22, lost to the Saints, got his, got his butt just absolutely handed to him. Gained brownie points with me because if you did watch that game, uh, the offensive line did him no favors at all. Uh, the, the young guy got just absolutely pummeled. At one point in time, I, I thought he was down for the count. 
got up, wasn't truly understanding why they need to do a concussion test on him. If you watched the replay, you'd understand why. Of course, the Giants lost 24-6. to uh, They gave up a ton of sacks in that game. And then, of course, against the Eagles, it's not that he was turning the ball over. He just wasn't generating anything offensively. They bring in Tyrod yards, Taylor. Man. You know, they bring in Tyrod Taylor um, and, and definitely spark some life in, in energy. Listen, there's no. here's the thing. Bart, there's no denying that Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback than, than Tommy DeVito. No, nobody nobody is, uh, is, is questioning that. My point, and, and why this is a little perplexing to me, is um, you're, you're done. Okay, you're done. The season's over. You're, 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 you've been eliminated from the playoffs. Don't you want to see more of what you have from, from Tommy DeVito so that you can make a... a, a have a larger sample size in regard to the decision you're going to make on who's going to be the backup quarterback for, for, uh, for Daniel Jones next season. Or, or one thing this is telling me, Bart, is that the decision's made, right? Even though we've seen peaks and valleys from, from Tommy DeVito behind an offensive line that, that can't protect anyone. Um, they, they've, they've already, and, and, and we've already, the, the other day we were talking about how Tommy, how Tyrod Taylor is one of Brian Dable's guys. So maybe yeah. that maybe that decision is already made and this Giants team knows that they are going into next season with, with Tyrod Taylor as their backup quarterback. But what's very interesting as well is I think the market for a backup quarterback <laughs> is going to escalate next year. And Tyrod Taylor very well, I think, could get some really good offers next season from some other teams, maybe the Jets being one of them. And even though he loves Brian Dable, he's comfortable in this system. He loves playing for the Giants. If somebody comes knocking on the door of Tyrod Taylor with more money because of how this season has panned out, 17, 18, 20 backup quarterbacks we've seen come in this season, a plethora because of the injury, the Giants might lose Tyrod Taylor because of the value of the backup quarterback heading into next year. Agree or disagree? So this is where, like, you talk about Tyrod Taylor. You don't survive this long in the league because there's other guys that could have been in the league and been backups. You know what I mean? It's a couple guys that could have still been in the league and, and, and decided that, hey, you know, you know, Nick Foles and guys like that, guys have given up on. But Tyrod Taylor understands where his bread is buttered. And at the end of the day, if you want to survive and maybe play till he's 38, which, you know, if you just multiply his contract by three here, that's that's another eighteen million dollars for for really just passing the conditioning test, coming in, playing a couple of games, and not really doing much for six million dollars. A lot of people work a lot harder for six million dollars than what Tyrod Taylor is going to have to work for. So understand that when you have a guy, right? Whether it's like a guy in the coaching business, a guy that's always going to have a place for you. You don't you don't disrespect that for you know two million dollars more this year because guess what when they get rid of you next year you're gonna be trying to come back with your tail between your legs and go back to Brian Dayball so you already know that you have a quarterback that's one always hurt so you're gonna get opportunity to play if that's what you want to do because a lot of backup quarterbacks don't even want to play they just want to collect the check they want to hold the clipboard they want to be able to be like Tim Boyle Tim Boyle didn't want to play he just wanted to collect money off his boy. You know what I mean? He understood the assignment. Make sure the sunflower seeds are in the meeting room. Make sure that the donuts are ready. And when I say a joke, laugh. That's what that's his role. But if Tyrod Taylor has like visions of, you know, coming in and Daniel Jones gets hurt or he he plays bad and he comes in and saves the day, then you stay there. You know, in my opinion, that's kind of what you do. So if I'm if I'm if I'm Tyrod, I don't care what somebody else is offering me. I'm making sure I stay loyal. This is one opportunity to show loyalty back to Brian Dayball because Brian Dayball has shown nothing but loyalty to Tyrod Taylor. So if I'm Tyrod, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care. It's, it's no amount of money that you can you can give me that's going to make me turn my back on a guy that's been feeding me and taking care of me and making sure I'm in the league. You know, because, you know, you, you look at, you know, what's going on. What the real question is, how confident are they that Tommy DeVito isn't going anywhere? See, that's the thing. Like, Tommy DeVito, like, nobody's going to take Tommy DeVito and say, hey, he, we want him to be our first backup. Nobody goes and takes an unexperienced guy that played a couple of games and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to make him our backup. They don't do that. And the, and, the, and the reason why they don't do that, 
is because he doesn't have the experience. It's not like he's got experience as a starter. You got you got to add Ryan Tannehill to the the list of future backups in this league. So Tommy DeVito is going to probably stay on the on the on the practice squad, right? Which we talk about a major difference in money. Right, like because practice squad, you know that that money is not a full guaranteed contract, but it's also not a lot of money, and I don't think it's a lot of teams that are going to come grab Tommy DeVito and say, "Hey, become our number two. They're just going to come and make him a number three and put him on their practice squad too. So you can't do that. You have to elevate a guy. So they still have his rights. So I believe that you know Tommy DeVito stuck between a rock and a hard place, and it's about either being active and being able to make you know, active money or being on a practice squad and, and playing that yo-yo game where he may be up, he may be down. Maybe that's why he was trying to cash in with as much as he could and thought that he can do enough to maybe, you know, beat out Tyrod Taylor to be the backup. But he just doesn't have enough experience in high-end, high-leverage, you know, positions to be a backup. You're listening to the Barton Hahn Show. Anita Mark's in for uh, Hahn this week, talking all things New York football giants as uh, they make the decision – to roll with Tyrod Taylor this week against the Saints. Uh, we've got both Jacob and Julian who are producing the show. Guys, let, let, let's play that soundbite from Brian Dable talking to the media, making the announcement as to uh, why he's rolling with Tyrod. Yeah, I thought Ty did some good things in the second half of Philly, so he'll, he earned the right to, to start this game. That's getting ready for the Rams. Really have nothing else to add on it. Um, that's where we're at. That's so the jump. It's short and sweet. It doesn't feel like he needs an explanation at all to any of us, um, and not that he does. Uh, two games still remaining for the Giants, home against the Rams and then home against the Eagles. Both teams, um, the Rams just trying to get into the postseason, and they've been playing so well. Uh, Nuka, uh, Puka, Puka, Puka Nakua is, uh, is, is having a career year and very well could break the rookie all-time receiving record in yards. So I'm expecting a big game for Puka this week as well as next week. Uh, And then, of course, the Eagles trying to finish strong, trying to get that number one seed or at least the number two seed uh, over the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers in the postseason, which, by the way, Bart, I don't know about you, but I'm addicted to the ESPN playoff machine. And so (laughs) I spend copious amounts of hours on it. Um, so at some point in time, I know at some point in time in the show, we're doing Bart Stradamus. Um, so I, I, I want to do a Marxy machine. There you go. I want to do like a Marxy, um, Adamus. And in that, I, I want us to go through the playoff oh. machine well, this is, and this have is us. The time, this is the time where Bart Stradamus can set aside. I mean, we can see like outside, outside of, um, who's the one that Dion War used to have? Madam, um, I forgot her name. Oh man. Outside of that, listen. I will bow. You could. Be, are, are you going to put like well, your? Well, no. What uh, I what no. What I want to do is I want. I want you and I. I want you and I. I still want you to do your Bart Stradamus, um, if if you have any. No, Madam Cleo. Cleo. There you I'm go, sorry. Madam Cleo. Remember that you used to call. Call what me was now. It? it was like five dollars a minute. Yeah, yeah call, call me, Madam. <laughs> and they put you on. No, hold. no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to do it now. I don't want to do it now. I want to save this. I'm just yeah, previewing the show. We got Mike Tannenbaum, who's going to be joining us at twelve thirty today. So excited to talk to him. Exactly. Can't wait. We got audio files coming your way at 1.30. Um, we've got, of course, Bart Scott's Power Hour coming your way at 2 o'clock. But what I want to do with you is I want to I, I, I love this playoff machine. I love it. I have so much fun with it. Um, and it's, this is like, I don't know, the seventh, eighth year that ESPN does this. So what you do, so folks, maybe you're not aware, Google ESPN playoff machine and you could play around with it. What you do is you pick the winners and losers from this week, week 17, as well as week 18, and then it will it puts together the algorithm, and it tells you um, the seven teams total in each conference, uh, the the 14 teams that are expected to advance to the postseason. So I, I want to do that with you, so we can kind of do our own, um, you know. Cool. We can keep receipts. Predict, predictions, predictions. But 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 I want to have the conversation with you in regards to the games for the next two weeks. I think we can have fun doing that at some point in time. Like I said, Mike Tannenbaum is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. So that's news right now pertaining to the Giants. Yeah. They're going to roll with Tyrod Taylor. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Giants fans, how do you feel about that? Maybe there's Giants fans out there who really don't care. 
Also, Bart, maybe there's Giants fans out there that are like, why? Tyrod Taylor gives this team a better opportunity to win. The Giants right now are drafting in the top five. Let let Tommy Cutlet play. If you feel that Tommy Cutlet does not give you a better opportunity to <laughs> win. Right, right. Because there's Giants fans out there who want the Giants to have a better draft pick. Uh, in front of them, the Patriots at four, Washington at three, Arizona at two, and the Bears at one via the trade with the Carolina Panthers. So, I don't know. Maybe there's Giants fans out there that are like, damn, snap. No, I don't want Tyrod Taylor starting. Let's roll with, with Cutlet. I don't necessarily want the Giants to win the next two games. I'm sure you agree there's Giants fans out there that feel that way. Listen, I, I kind of feel that way. Like, the, the, if the Jets, <laughs> the Jets would have lost to Washington, like, they would have been above Washington or they would have been tied. No, Washington would have had five wins. Jets would have had five wins. Oh, no, no, Jets would have still been up by one, but it would have made it, you know, closer for them to be able to do it. Yeah, so so, so right now, so again, the Giants are at five, the Chargers are at six, Tennessee's at seven, the Chicago Bears, their own actual, is at eight with the Jets. So the Bears and the Jets are at six and nine, and Bart's exactly right. The fact that they beat the Commanders, they went to six and nine on the season. If they would have been at five and ten on the season, uh, they would be somewhere um, in, in the top seven. Uh, instead, because they beat the Washington Commanders, they're now in the top nine. Um, and their two games remaining, they're going up against, against the Browns, at the Browns, and at the Patriots. So no more home games for the Jets. Here's the thing, and, and, and news, and we talked about it yesterday because this broke yesterday, that is Zach Wilson still in concussion protocol. Okay, uh, Simeon is going to get the start. Now, here's my, here's my thing. If I'm the Jets and, and, and the narrative out there is that Joe Flacco reached out to the Jets to see if they wanted his services and they well, were like, oh, that. Yeah, he thank that. you, thank you, no thank you. We're fine with Zach Wilson. And now this is a Joe Flacco-led offense that's won, what, three, I think three in a row or something like that, right? Yeah, they've, and, and now they four. are three out of four. And they're about to um, take on a Jets team and potentially could win the next two games and make it into the postseason as a wild card. Joe Flacco is in the discussion right now for comeback player of the year. Does I think he, do I think he wins it? No, because Hamlin, How many games he have to play to Hamlin, play, Hamlin played two, two games in two games. And so that storyline to me um, surpasses anything in, in any, anything anyone else could do this season. But nonetheless, if the Hamlin situation would not have happened last year, um, well, what for, sure, for sure to me. DeMar? Yeah. Man, that dude can't even play football, let alone to be the I understand, comeback player. Nah, nah, hell no. Nah. Bart, Bart, nah. just the mere fact, Bart, just the mere fact. Man, hold this- on, hold on, hold on one second, because listen, this isn't, I, I just, I want you to know what the odds makers are saying as well, okay? This isn't just me. Um, I, I want to share with you what the, what the, I'm going to awards right now, and I'm going to um, comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. And Hamlin is Hamlin is favored minus four hundred. So what that means is you have to lay four hundred dollars down in order to win a hundred dollars back. They, they so will. just the mere fact that Hamlin suited up and they played won. two games for Dang. the for for the Bills, he's going to win it. But Joe Flacco is four to they, one. They will never be able to cut this dude. Remember the guy, the the kid from uh, I forget his name. Maybe his last name was Bell. Or Devon, um, something for for the you know had the daughter that had cancer, and like yes. you know, yeah, you know, Cincinnati he, Bengals. Yeah, yep. the, the D lineman, and he had the daughter mm-hmm. that had cancer, and you know, you know, blessings, and, and thank God that she's you know in remission and she's doing great. But they couldn't cut him for a couple of years just simply because of the stories. Man, Devar Hamler is not a good football player, and I get it. I'm, I- I'm, I'm not but saying I'm not I'm not saying he is Bart. All I'm saying is the dude died on a football field. I got it. And they resuscitated him. And the fact that he was able to suit up and play in two That's games. That's not comeback player. I, I under Bart. You're preaching to the choir, boo. I, I hear you. I'm just saying, like we just giving NFL. awards out. We taking the meaning from awards. Like I, this dude, I, this dude, this dude's out there. This dude's out there at the white party with like, like, bro, you don't belong here. Oh. I. I hear you. You're talking about Joe, riding away, bro. So, so here, so Joe Flacco is four to one. 
Baker Mayfield is eight to one. So what that means is if by chance Joe Flacco wins, okay, and keep in mind, if if he engineers two wins for the for for the Cleveland Browns, and let's say they get into the playoffs and they win one game, dude, I I think I think this conversation becomes even more significant. So right now, so you for every hundred dollars down you lay down right now that Joe Flacco is going to win the MVP, the uh, comeback player of the year, you win four hundred dollars <laughs> back. I'm going with I'm going with I'm going with Flacco. Yeah, Anita, you got to show me how to bet, and I'm and I'm gonna go bet. <laughs> I have to show you how to bet. <laughs> I never bet before. You got to show me how to bet because I'm not gonna Joe, I'm Joe, not gonna it, be that person. Then it, I'm not. It, I don't want to be that person. You don't want to. You don't, <laughs> Yeah, you take me to the dark side. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that. If person, Joe Flacco but... gets the Cincinnati Bengals, who haven't, who's only won no, ten games. Of, I mean, I'm Cleveland sorry, the Cleveland Browns. See, I'm all mm-hmm. messed up. The Cleveland Browns, ten wins, and they haven't had ten wins only twice since coming back in 1999. And Joe Flacco mm-hmm. came off his couch and won six of them. If he if he wins out, he wins six of them. Six of the ten, Joe Flacco came off his couch, taking his kids and picking them up from the pickup line. If he gets that. Come on, son. <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm and for, for a dude that suited up and had maybe five tackles? Come on, son. Not to be not to be odd, I think he was the 12th man on the field. He lost I'm, him a game. He going to make comeback player of the year? Oh, man, stop it. This is, I'm with uh, – listen, again, I am with you. I am with you. I've already gone to the window. I actually – I got Joe Flacco at 8-1. to one. So, but now those odds are down to four to one after he uh, after he he engineered a win last week. Hey, let's take a few calls before we take a break. And like I said, we've got uh, Mike Tannenbaum who's going to be joining us momentarily. Uh, let's go out to the Bronx. We've got Anthony chiming in. He wants to talk about Tyrod. Anthony, welcome into the program. Good afternoon, Bart. You got to be hysterical. Cry. You're a super villain, bro. How could you say that? That's terrible. Just because you didn't die? Like, come on, man. You don't mean you get awards for the rest of your life because you didn't die. I'm happy you didn't You're die. I prayed for buried. you. You're going to get buried on Twitter today. Buried. Yeah, I don't care, but buried. I don't care, but it's the truth. So you can't cut the dude. It is the truth. Like, man, it you better put truth. him up in upper management because he eat up a roster spot. So he, it's just like Tim Tebow taking up a roster spot for somebody that should be playing. Like somebody that's played, played baseball their whole life. You can't. You can't. I mean, listen. Bro, we appreciate that you didn't die. But it's not like he's like Eric Berry who came back from cancer and, and, and after a year and came back and balled out. It ain't like it ain't like he Adrian Peterson that tore his knee up and came back and balled out. He came back and put a uniform on, bro. That is a great accomplishment, but you ain't do nothing. Yeah, he um he, I I think I think he is take I, I agree with you, but it's it's a lot. It's some kid um, that can't live his dream because they can't cut this dude because it's bad PR. At the end of the day, everything that you get in the NFL should be earned. Imagine if we start taking spots from people that should be playing because because it, it looks good. Imagine they has oh well we had to get uh, our form our form we want we want to grow our game in Brazil so we like got the public, Brazilian player. He could be like a public relations liaison. My point, for the, my for the point, or something like that. My point, make him play personnel like that dude. Like go do that dude. Anthony, you called in Let about Tyrod Taylor. What did what did you want? What was the point you yeah. wanted to make about Tyrod? I'm sorry about that. Um, I got deviated, but that was crazy. Um, Tyrod Taylor, listen, as a big Giants fan, Tyrod Taylor has no future in the organization, in my opinion. I mean, could he be a serviceable backup? Sure. Is he ever going to win the NFC East? No. Would he bring us to a wild card? I highly, highly doubt it. What is the upside of having him start these last well, two games? Anthony, when, with, all due, opinion, with Anthony, with all due respect, he almost, he almost helped. Last two games. Anthony, he almost helped engineer, and thanks for the phone call, Anthony. He almost engineered a comeback win against the Eagles, which, by the way, there was a penalty in the back of the end zone that wasn't called. Uh, if, if they would have scored a touchdown and went for two, he would have forced overtime. So he is a serviceable back, backup. And if one thing we learned this season than any other season, the backup quarterback is one of the most important positions in the NFL, especially if you've got a team that potentially can get to the postseason. So there's that. Okay, uh, let's go to Mr. Wright calling in from PA. Welcome in. Hi, Anita. Hey, Bart, you know you live on air, right? People can hear what you're actually saying. You're not, you're not whispering to people. You understand that, right? I'm talking to my family, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we, we can't keep it real in, in the barbershop? We can't, tell, we can't keep it real in the barbershop? You, you better call LeBron, then you better get over there with them. Because that talk is real. You're talking, but I don't know how many people can handle what you're talking about. I mean, they can't handle. They want the truth. They can't handle the truth. I hear you. Hey, I want to talk about the Giants. Um, 
I think pretty much what they're doing right now is they're allowing Tyrod to go out there and finish the season. He's probably just trying out for other teams right now. I think they believe that they have enough in Danny DeVito. Just let him sit down. Don't let him get hurt or anything. And let um, Tyrod go out there and audition for other teams because I don't think he's going to be back with us. Quite quite the opposite. Everybody knows who and what Tyrod Taylor is and what he brings to the table. He's still mobile enough. You saw him do the same thing that Tommy DeVito did with his legs. We know that he's a he's a he's a quality backup. That's why they paid him six million dollars. So I don't think that he's just out there trying. If anything, you would go put the young kid out there because he heals better. Tyrod Taylor, every time he goes out there, every time he you talk about Wally Pip, nobody's been Wally Pipped in their career more than Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor gave birth to the Baker Mayfield era on Monday Night Football, getting hurt and then never saw the field again. He was going to get uh, 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 he, listen. He was going. He was going to get an IV. Got his lung punctured. Mm-hmm. Opened up the the Justin oh, Herbert yeah. uh, the, the Justin Herbert mm-hmm. thing. Playing the Jets mm-hmm. again. Breaks his ribs or whatever he did, and he opens up to Tommy DeVito. Nobody has been, <laughs> you know, most more unlucky than Tyrod Taylor. So if anything, you would put Tommy DeVito out there and say, hey, at least if this kid is this kid is young enough, he got young bones. Tyrod Tyrod's like um. Like uh, Samuel Jackson and Unbreakable. He sneezed and he'd break a rib. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Wright, thanks true, for the phone he, call. He to have somewhere to go. All right, Anita, mm-hmm. take care. Really appreciate, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, we get back. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum's going to join us. We'll talk to him about these announcements. Who's starting for the Jets? Who's starting for the Giants? I personally feel the Jets do not want to usher Zach Wilson out there to go up against Joe Flacco, and that's going to be the narrative. Oh, the Jets turned down the offer for Joe to come quarterback for them. Oh, look at them now. What could have been? I I think they're avoiding that narrative. That's my two cents. We'll hear what Mike Tannenbaum has to say. Anita Markson for Alan Hahn. It's the Barton Hahn Show right here on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It is the Barton Han Show here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Anita Marks in for Han this week. It is now time for the Mike Tannenbaum Report. Brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Top 10 brands, over 2,000 vehicles. One place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Mike T, how you doing, man? Hey, Anita familiar voice unfamiliar day yes that's absolutely right so folks uh if you don't tune in shame on you new york game day every sunday morning 8 to 11 myself mike tannenbaum and amani tumor uh bringing you i think one of the best uh nfl pregame shows each and every sunday morning right here on 98.7 espn yep if i don't mind saying so myself all right uh let's dive into the news and uh let's start with the giants first and that is news today Brian Dables decided to go with Tyrod Taylor over Tommy DeVito, a.k.a. Tommy Cutlets. A surprise there for you that they're deciding to go with Tyrod? Tyrod's outplayed him. You know, Tyrod Taylor's a really good player when he's healthy. His ability, indeed, has never been an issue. It's his ability to stay healthy. So um, I thought he outplayed uh, Tommy DeVito the other day. So, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised. And uh, if Tyrod Taylor can stay healthy, I think he's part of the solution in 2024. So, again, I don't think there's any denying that Tyrod Taylor's a better quarterback than Tommy DeVito, but two things. Number one, you know, Dable knows Tyrod, right? Um, brought him over from, from Buffalo, knows that system. Um, you know, a, a larger sample size here to make a decision on, on Tommy DeVito for next year? Or do you feel that because they've decided to go with Tyrod Taylor, that decision's already been made and uh, Tommy Cutlet is going to go back to the practice squad? Well, look, you know, we've seen 59 different starting quarterbacks this year, and I think depth of that position is more paramount than ever, Anita. So you, in theory, could bring back all three and try to add, you know, somebody else as well. Now, when you think about that, um, do you think that, you know, he goes back to the practice squad? Do you think it's any other teams or you think how confident do you think that they'll be able to retain him? Because if you leave him unprotected, then they can pick him up and add him to the act- active roster. Are we secure that we think that, you know, he's not going to go um, and be picked up by another squad? Yeah, you know, that's always you know we just saw that part, right? Matt Barkley just uh, just changed teams within the last 24 hours, so there's there's certainly that risk when you expose a player to the practice squad. But um, look, I, I think the Giants, if they're being you know 
look, I'm sure they they saw the season and know what they have isn't good enough, um, and probably see it as a nice to have, not a have to have. Got you. And you know, I wanted to actually jump. I know I hate to pivot so fast, but kind of like some breaking news coming out. Um, I don't know if you're aware of you heard like the reports that um, the Broncos may sit Russell Wilson and, you know, his $85 million potential dead money cap hit. They may take that L. Like, what do you think about that? Is that unprecedented for a team? I know they got that Walmart money, but to sit and, and take that that type of L. You know, Bart, I've been talking about it since March. Um, no, I'm not surprised. Like, I didn't think Russell Wilson was champagne type of guy, and uh, here we are. And they're going to eat it and move on and cut their losses. And he's saying, hey, I'm not the one that uh, you know, brought him in. So what, what, type, what type of market would it be for Russell Wilson? And you talk about adding him to maybe he is somebody's guy, somebody's going to play a certain type of offense. Like, what would be Russell Wilson's future? I mean, he's, you, you get a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl, um, a quarterback that um, we think still may have something in the tank. Could he be a, a, a starter or maybe push? Um, well, Baker Mayfield's playing well, but like push one of those type of guys to be able to have uh, an opportunity. It does. I just don't see Russell Wilson as a guy with his ego and how he carries himself and Russ Inc. and all that stuff as a guy that's going to be a backup. Is Are we potentially watching Carson Wentz all over again? Yeah, I mean, the teams I have for next year, I just tweeted about this, were Atlanta, New Orleans, and maybe the Giants as, as three landing spots. Um, you know, at one point he was obviously a very good player. Um, it didn't work with Sean, and um, I think he, he'll have a market because there's just not enough quarterbacks, and so many teams, you know, need a quarterback. So I don't think this is like a dead sentence for Russell Wilson. So, so if you uh, just out of curiosity, you're, you're saying Giants. So, you know, do the Giants try to trade Daniel Jones? I mean, you know, that that's a pretty big nut uh, that that they're that they have to pay for him this coming season. So, how how would that work, Mike? Well, I would redo his contract, give him a signed bonus prorated out, lower his number, and then have you know. Maybe it's Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, and Tyrod Taylor all competing for, you know, the job. Again, like, Giants know their quarterback play hasn't been good enough, hasn't been consistent enough. So I would think if I'm them, I got to look at every situation. You know, what's interesting is you're watching the game the other night, guys, and Lamar Jackson was available for two first-round picks. You don't think, like, a team like the Atlanta Falcons are saying, saying, like, man, we blew it. We should have, you know, gone after Lamar Jackson. So I think if you're a team who doesn't have a quarterback, it's something that you really got to think about. Wow. Again, Mike Tannenbaum joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, yeah, wow. What do you say to like, that? So, and, 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 like, like it, did Seattle know something we didn't know? And, and you talk about one of the worst trades in the history of football. Does this go down as the worst trade in the history of football if this happens? It's, it's, it's up there, but you know what? Like, what they're going to, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's not there anymore. So, you know, now the GM's still there. Um, but clearly, you know, Sean's going to say, like, hey, this wasn't my decision, and, you know, I'm moving on from him, and I, I got to do what's best for the Denver Broncos. So with that being said, who do you think Sean goes after? Who does Sean bring in? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I've been thinking about that, Anita. Um, you know, it may be somebody in the draft. Um, yeah, I, it'll be interesting. He'll look at it. Does, guy does like Drew Brees? Does Drew Brees come out of retirement and play for him? One. I, I, I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> Drew Brees, does Drew Brees come out back. of retirement, play for him for one more year, and they draft a quarterback? I think it's more likely it's somebody in the league like like yeah, a Drew Joe Brees. Flacco type, uh, a Baker Mayfield type. You know, someone that he feels he could squeeze a year out of and then draft him, you know, after that. Yeah, Drew Brees has no arm strength left. I mean, he, could, he, could, he couldn't throw a wiffle ball, let alone a football. Wow, that, that, that's crazy, Mike. You know, last week I took a lot of, um, you know, we were together last week, and I took a lot of slack um, when it came to talking about, um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. Not so much on get up, but when we went over to uh, first take, they, they, they almost mocked me and laughed at me. 
um, when I when I said that um, like one thing that the Ravens aren't going to do is get pushed around. That's just not in their DNA as an organization. How impressed were you at for, with Lamar Jackson? And when we talked about the the MVP race, now is it his to lose? And you know, was Brock Purdy exposed a little bit from what happens when? You know, he plays against a real defense, and he can't just throw the ball over the hashes after play action. Yeah. Uh, look, I was on with you, and I said Lamar Jackson was the league MVP. Um, so I, I'm with you, Bart. You know, I think it's a combination of performance, and, you know, it's also in the jo- in the title. Like, you take Lamar Jackson out of the Ravens, they're, they're an average football team. So um, they played a heck of a game. And I think clearly the MVP of, of this season is Lamar Jackson. I think Brock Purdy's a really good player. He had a bad day. Um, some of those interceptions obviously were on tip passes, but um, I, I think without question, you know, the best player in this league, like, and you go to that game, which could be Super Bowl preview, for all the stars that were on the field, the best player was Lamar Jackson. Just sticking with that game, Mike, um, and, and of course we're talking about the 49ers losing to the Ravens 33-19. to um, Brock Purdy is who I thought he was and went up against a very good Ravens team. Now Trent Williams is dealing with some injuries. We saw Brock Purdy go 0-3 without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel in the lineup. They're going up against Washington this week. Okay, they're in Washington. I believe they win handedly. Uh, but the last week against the Rams, the Rams are still going to be competing to try to get into the postseason. And Sean McVay has Kyle Shanahan's number. Do you think the uh, the, the 49ers go one and one? Do you think the Rams get the best of them that last week? They are in L.A., not San Francisco. Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, they are in San I'm sorry. They are in San Francisco. They're not in L.A. They are in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I still uh, I really like the 49ers. They lost to a really good football team. Um, you know. Style makes I don't think they too. have anything to be ashamed of, embarrassed of. I think they're going to be the one seed. I think, you know, they just lost to a better team, and um, I still like they're they're going to be hard to beat because of their defensive line. Like that defensive line will travel for sure. It's crazy because when you look at Lamar Jackson, you know, for so long I was screaming at the TV because I was emotionally invested because I just hate when people like my former teams they give them no shot. I was more impressed with the fact that. It seems like instead of running, I wanted to Lamar because I saw running lanes like, Lamar, just do Lamar stuff. But he's – how much more difficult is he to defend when he's buying time to throw the ball opposed to buying time to run? Because I thought that was the difference. I remember going against uh, a young Ben Roethlisberger, and you can tell that they had coordinated scramble drills where if you weren't in the picture, you, 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 you run laterally to him. And if you were in his, in his face, when you get to the sideline, you turn up and you it, you take a horizontal route and make it a vertical route, and it's not a real route. It's just playground stuff. How much more difficult is he, and is this a better type of Lamar, the fact that he should stay a lot more healthy because he's only scrambling to run? There's not, not a lot of design runs in their offense. Yeah. I, look, I think what Tom Munkin's done is great. He's taking it to a whole other level. And um, I think Zay Flowers has been a big addition, Bart, because he's so dynamic. So I think it's a combination of all those things. Well, my only concern, and look, you know, the three of us have been around the sport now for a long time. I don't think I've ever recalled tackles rotating the way, you know, Morgan Moses was rotated, Ronnie Stanton. It's just weird. Um, But, again, I think they won that game because they, look, Lamar escaped pressure, but they were able to handle that great 49er front. I, I just thought that was really unusual. But when Lamar has time, he can get the ball down the field, and this is a really tough team to defend. Uh, before we let you go, um, I, I want to look ahead to a few games uh, that are going to be played before you and I host New York Game Day on Sunday at 8 a.m. Uh, the Jets going up against the Browns. Again, the Jets deciding to roll with Trevor Simeon. I think the narrative is something that they're trying to avoid or they are going to avoid, and that's Zach Wilson against um, Joe Flacco, who's come out and, and definitely is making a case for comeback player of the year. Uh, the Browns now at 10-5 and five going against the Jets. No surprise there that the Jets are not going to move forward with Zach Wilson claiming concussion protocol. Yeah, look, you know, that, that's an area. It's just hard to speculate. Anita, you know, um, someone could be concussed. So, um, you know, 
look, they made the decision not to sign Joe Flacco for whatever the reasons they did going back to September. But I, I don't think that's related to Jack Wilson being eligible tomorrow night or not. Hey, one last okay. one for me. I know we have to go. But who wins the AFC South? And if Jacksonville doesn't hey, Bart, make it to the postseason. Bart, Bart, I got a more important question. Who wins in pickleball between Anita Marks and Amani <laughs> Toomer against Dave Rothenberg and Rick DiPietro? Who you got? I got Anita. I, that, those, those would be mm-hmm. two, two athletes versus an um, a, a, a athlete and a half. That's that's no contest. So I, you you find the fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Jackson I'm going with Jacksonville, Anita, and Amani. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Um Mike, always great to hear your voice, my friend. I'll talk to you on Sunday. All right, guys. Thanks so much. You got it. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Mike, wherever Mike was, he was in the perfect place to fly a kite. My cell phone is blowing up right now. Anita wins in pickleball. <laughs> no doubt. So thank you for all my pickleball buddies out there. I'm talking man, to you, Dan. You may not let us down. Um, remember, remember, <laughs> remember that? I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, man, but Johnny Knoxville, when they rigged the Special Olympics, and he really runs special, but he got in there. This is a movie? I hope this is yeah, a movie. Uh, yes, it's the funniest movie ever, man. Okay. It's, he, he, he beat this guy named Special K. But what I'm saying is I'm trying I'm trying to rig this and bet make real money and make real money off of this. We should get some real odds to get some real dough put up in here, push it up. I'm talking about <laughs> bet thousands. You're so funny. Uh, you can't even wager on like professional pickleball. There's, yeah, the ringer. No- it's called the ringer. So you the ringer. It was called the ringer. It was this dude on there that won the Special Olympics all the time. His name was Special K. And he won everything. I don't even know if you can make that movie anymore. Like that in Tropic Thunder, we can't even watch them no more. Or at least we got to watch them in private. We can't even watch them and put them on the bricks here and can't have a sequel because they're too inappropriate. Maybe Bad Santa got to be added to that list too. Uh, by the way, the Mike Tannenbaum Report brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Well, call Sansone Auto Mall, 800-SANSONE. Mention Bart Scott and benefit from the exclusive employee pricing. I didn't know you were an employee there. Uh, you pay <laughs> what they pay. Um, Bart Scott. Thank you, Mike Tenenbaum, for joining us. Uh, We come back. We'll continue with your calls. We've got quite a few, Bart. Alvin, David, Brian Lewis. We'll get to you next. Anita Marks in for Alan. Call in too. (laughs) Anita Marks in for Alan Hahn, right here on ninety point seven ESPN. This is the Bart and Hahn Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. He gave a lot of it back, and you see people having turned on him. I mean, he was an offensive genius last year. Now he has the 31st-ranked offense in pretty much every category. But the way he acts, the way he carries himself, he's obviously high-strung, yelling, screaming on the sideline. You see that kind of stuff. That's the way he apparently acts in the building. It has wore thin on some coaches. We've heard about the Wing Martindale rift, some of the guys on the defensive side. You hear from other people in the building, potentially players, too. I've heard a little bit about that. You know, like the yelling and screaming when he does it you just you know you just go away like you just let it wait till he calms down kind of reels it back in if he loses two coordinators this offseason that won't go over well that'll be like okay it's all on you now right all the pressure is going to be on him you're in year three you ran off the defensive coordinator if that happens i think then he gave back everything of course that's jordan Renan uh talking about uh brian dable and uh, in the season that they're having, listen, and, and Bart, you know this, Anita Marks in for Alan Hahn, uh, winning is the ultimate deodorant. And the Giants were very fortunate uh, to win a lot of games, a lot of close games last year. And that's not the case this year. And so, you know, when, when you get into these type of situations, uh, you know, the warts are exposed. And yeah. it's just, it, it, is, it is what it is, Right. Yeah, the pressure definitely would be on because he had success the first year, but the the pressure would be on him year three. And, you know, the Giants have, you know, I think they're going to always, you know, even before when it was called for his job, which I thought was absurd. You know, it's always been called for his job. But Joe Shane as well, because Joe Shane is also the person, instead of franchising Daniel Jones, decided to give him a contract and not give a contract to Saquon Barkley. So we'll see what happens with Saquon and the the whole saga because I feel like because he came in, he didn't sit out, he didn't force um, the Giants to make a decision like the other team, uh, other players, Jonathan Taylor and, and Josh Jacobs. I feel like, you know, 
they're going to be everybody's going to be eyeing how they treat Saquon going forward. But if he loses both coordinators, or if he loses a coordinator because people and it's a lateral move too, like meaning that they they go and they they just continue to be defense coordinators somewhere else. Like Wink Martindale, I thought it said something about Wink Martindale leaving the Ravens and deciding to come over and and play and be in the same position. You know what I mean? I thought that said something about maybe what was going on or the undertones um, there at that at that place with Wink Martindale. But you know. That's going to put so much pressure on Brian Dayball in year three. And, you know, the Giants don't want to be that team that's always seen changing coaches because, you know, it's hard to attract great coaches, um, you know, going forward. So it'll be interesting what they decide to do this offseason and, you know, what year three is weird because year three for Salah is totally different than year three for Brian Dayball, who's coach of the year and took his team to the playoffs in his first year. You know, again, we just heard from Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, the one thing that I walked away that was like, what? Uh, he, I guess he, he had, uh, if, if you're just tuning in, uh, Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos are moving on from Russell Wilson. Uh, Stidham is going to get the start for them the next two games. And uh, the writing is on the wall that, uh, that Russell Wilson will no longer be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Where will he go? Mike Tannenbaum said Atlanta, New Orleans, or possibly the Giants. What? 800-919-3776. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Uh, 800-919-3776. Uh, let's take some calls before we take our next break and, of course, kick off hour number two. So uh, let's go to um, bum, bum, bum. Uh, let's go to Brian in Melbourne. Brian, welcome in. Hey, hi. Well, how you doing, Nita? I'm actually here on a comment that you just made recently and you made yesterday. All the great quarterbacks in NFL history from Joe Montana, Dan Marino, all had bad games. So of course. you said just because of Jeff. But so, Anita, how are you going to sit here and say, oh, he is what we, I thought he was because he had a bad game? Actually, well, to be it, honest, it, it, well, it's, just not, it's just not one ba- It's not just one ba- bad game, Brian. He went 0-3 without Trent Williams and oh, yeah, Debo Samuel. So, listen, listen, there's two camps here, Brian. There's two camps. There's those who think that the 49ers found a unbelievable diamond in the rough, even more so than Tom Brady, because Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. And there's those like me who think like, okay, you know what? Purdy's serviceable if he's got all these intangibles, okay? Uh, there are a, there are a number of not quarterbacks man, not, that could be that could do just as good, just play just as well as Purdy, if not better, with what Purdy's working with. I mean, so look yes, what Purdy we said is with Jimmy who G. we watched Jimmy G pretty much have a seventy eight percent winning percentage. There you go, healthy. So it's like, and Jimmy G went to the Raiders and, they and didn't even them. Ha- and didn't even have this roster. And, and they didn't them. even have this roster. Brian? Right, and benched them. All right, hey, hold on, hold on. Then you said another thing. You said Sean McVay got Kyle Shanahan number. Come on now. No, he doesn't. No, oh, he you, you, you're clearly a San Francisco 49er fan. Oh, no, of course I am. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl, and I, I thought know, he had to go through. He had to go through. He had to go <laughs> through San Francisco, correct? Yeah, just one time. I, I took that L. It's with okay, man. man. Okay, we, 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 pick, we pick some scabs off, clearly, and then we were sorry to hurt your feelings. I know, I know. It hurts, but you got to give him a chance, Nita. And one thing, you can't you can't put that on I him. Got, I got to give him Listen, I don't – Brian, with all due respect, thanks for the phone call, dude. I don't have to give him anything. Dude's, dude's got the world by the cojones. I'll tell you that. Dude is like falling into the lap of luxury. This yes. is you know what this is you know what Brock Purdy is. Brock Purdy is a guy who's like was born was Elon do, yeah. Musk's son. Yes. Yeah, he That's got a doctor. Brock Purdy is Brian. He, I don't got, have to give him anything. The dude has been kissed by God yeah. in regards to yeah. what he has been given. He got adopted by Please, Arnold Drummond. Please, man. Got, well, <laughs> different strokes. He got adopted. You know what I'm saying? It came to a life I mean, of luxury. Come on. Like the, this is the thing. What other team <laughs> in the NFL? could spend $80 million a year for their D-line. They can only do that because Brock Purdy, we'll find out when the proof's in the pudding. $750,000 right, right, right. We'll, a year. We'll, the, the proof's in the pudding <laughs> when it comes time wait, to pay wait, Brock wait. Purdy or if they but, decide but to just Bart, draft somebody else. Bart, this is, this, is, this is the best part of it all. This is, this, this is, the, this is like, this really um, is, is hilarious. So, um. So Trey Lance is coming out. Mac Jones is coming out. Zach Wilson's coming out, right? Now, apparently, and this is what's been communicated to me, the reason the, the 49ers didn't go Mac Jones is because he rubbed Kyle Shanahan the wrong way. 
Mm. You know, Mac Jones comes in. He's not like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful. He comes in. He came from Alabama. He came in with some swag. championship. Right? Trey Lance comes in from North Dakota State. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And he's tall and he's handsome and he's an Adonis. And and apparently, such a genius. I love your father. I appreciate what your father (laughs) contributed to the game, sir. There you go. So Kyle falls in love with Trey Lance. They they give up the world to move up to go get Trey Lance, who I was screaming was going to be a bust anyway. Sure enough, he's holding a clipboard behind Dak Prescott in Dallas now. But still, him and the general manager get a raise because they found Brock Purdy. Purdy? Are you kidding me? I can't. It's almost like Dak Prescott. The whole thing is ridiculous. Other general managers, if they would have given up the world and swung and missed on on Trey Lance like the 49ers did, they'd be gone. The fact that they've been in the Super Bowl and they've they've won and they found Brock Purdy, so they're like, all right, well – we still got a quarterback, and look what else we got. Like, no other team can spend eighty million dollars on four players in one position. And this is the thing, right? They're gonna have to pay Chase Young, right? So he's gonna get what Bosa got, or close to it. So that's that's gonna be annually. They're gonna have the most expensive At the end of the day, defensive line they can in football. It. Because they're paying Brock Purdy seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. But once they have to pay, once they have to pay Ayuk and those other players, listen that 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 credit card bill is always due. And much like you know, Dak Prescott won a lot of games early because he was cheap because he was a fourth round draft pick. And eventually this year, we're going to see what they pay Dak if they if they come back and they lose early because they have to pay Dak, C.D. Lamb, who's going to probably reset the receiver market, and they have to pay Michael Parsons. We've got to take a break. The producer's in my ear. We come back. We'll kick off hour number two. Alvin, David, Jose, Anthony, Lewis, Medina. Hang tight. We'll get to your calls. Um, We also have audio files coming your way at 1.30. So still a lot more coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.